0: You guys five movies this morning your co-host chris Gaspari. this is frank and tonight we have with us one of our friends marvin cole aka swerve griffin good evening of the because i feel like it podcast sports podcast that he is part of marvin how's the podcast going
1: podcast is doing really well we uh have made some minor changes major changes actually excuse me um and we will be up and running and the next few weeks, 2019, expect big things from Because I Feel Like It crew. Shout to Doris, Nelson, Scoob, and uh, whoever else I forgot. George, yeah, that's his name. George, I forgot about you, but I remembered you that fast. But yeah, Because I Feel Like It, 2019, we're on the big things. We have um, a few episodes featuring some players that are going to be drafted. Uh, we have some things covering the NBA playoffs. We had some March Madness stuff, but we didn't get to put it out, uh, because somebody whose name I'm not going to mention, um, didn't get everything in order like he was supposed to, but that's here nor there because I feel like it. We're taking over for the two thousand nine nine. I said that backwards.
2: Two thousand nine nine. one yeah, nine. You got You got a long game. Two thousand. <laughs> two
1: thousand one nine. That's like Bryce Harper's contract with the Wizards on him. Right. We'll pay you the back end in two thousand seventy six for the two thousand nineteen. Two thousand one nine. Two thousand two zero. Because I felt like it. Uh, one of the best podcasts on whatever network we're going to be on. Sports talk. We got everything, but I'm just happy to be
0: here with Frank and Chris, and we're going to talk some movies tonight. Yes, tonight we are going to be covering the best of Eddie Murphy as part of our Third Man series. Um, before we get started, Marvin, I just want to ask, like, like how how much is film a part of your life, like movies and stuff like that, like growing up and everything? Like, um, what kind of when did you start watching movies, like like what age and um, what kind of stuff were you into, and are still into?
1: Well, I've been watching movies forever. Um, Take you back I was born in the early 80s Last time I cried was when Bambi Mom died The original Um, I'm more You just
0: (laughs) said you you cried at glory Like not like 20 minutes ago Yeah
1: but I watched Bambi Before I came So I cried again before I came (laughs) Alright One of the Bambi doesn't make me cry <laughs> Well when his mom died that shit's sad If you don't <laughs> shed a tear when Bambi's mom died You're not human She's a fucking d- deer that's what they do No, Oh man Bambi's you mom You ever eaten venison No I can't because of Bambi's mom Like every time I tried to do it I thought about Bambi's mom no, And that, I couldn't eat it
2: That's out um, of my heart
1: Comedy I'm a huge Comedy guy I really never watched scary movies that much because I was raised religious and I just used to believe that like the demons and all of that was real, but I don't believe in demons anymore. The only demon I believe in is the president. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't know. So you say whatever you want. I, uh, but scary movies, I just got into it. Like I, we were talking about books and stuff. I read books now. I'm into books. But I basically grew up on comedy, action, a lot of action, I love a lot of uh, Sunday when I used to fake sick and stay home with my dad. When my mom went to church, we used to watch Kung Fu. Remember on like UPN, they used right. to have Sundays, Kung Fu. Yeah, the Kung Fu Theater. Yeah, yeah, so I was like Kung Fu, comedy, and action were my three favorites, I would I would like to say. And then, you know, who doesn't like Disney movies? Like we, we had Bambi, we had Dumbo. Um, my brother... His favorite movie. He's gonna kill me for saying this. was Wizard of Oz. That's a bad choice. It's a horrible movie, but that, yeah, yeah. My mom bought it for more VHS for one Christmas, and um, probably seventy five dollars back then. Yeah, it was. It was really. It like had glitter on the fucking right. package and everything. It was like a big deal, Wizard of Oz. But no, um, I was huge comedy, like. Um, I remember growing up like you know the movie on Thanksgiving like I remember sneaking to the movies to see I'm going to get you sucker with my cousins Um, like we're going to come into America later I remember watching that um, one movie that I was forced to watch over and over again and I didn't appreciate it till I was older was Color Purple Mm. Um, just I mean we watched Harlem Nights like we used to just watch movies. Like we really used to just take tapes, VHS tapes. I'm showing my age again, and we just used to have like you know used to write what was on there. Oh This yeah. this, this this and this, and we just yeah. used to pop them in and
0: just watch them. So on that uh, on that EP setting, so you can fit as much. much is, uh, yeah yeah.
1: So it was like I watched a lot of different things except for the scary movies when I was younger. Because I was scared of the Freddies and the Jasons and the Michael Myers. Um, but action, comedy, uh, Disney. I love
2: Aladdin. Like, I loved Aladdin. Um, Is Aladdin your favorite Disney movie, do you think? Animated? In my opinion, there's only one correct answer to this, but I'm curious.
1: I, I would have to think. I would have to think. My favorite animated. Well, that's not Disney. That's Tim Burton. Um, yeah, probably. I but I him. love
2: Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a really good
1: movie. Nightmare Before Christmas was um, probably my What's favorite. What's the correct answer? Little Mermaid.
0: Oh, Little Mermaid's right. best best Disney movie. <clears throat> I forgot that whole thing. Yeah. Frank Frank gets drunk and sings at the bar. He sings Little Mermaid songs. With
2: the, Little Mermaid was with a pretty decent movie.
0: Bartenders.
2: Part of Your World. <laughs> one of the best songs ever written.
0: <laughs> okay, let's jump in talking about Eddie Murphy. Um... I'll start with Marvin. I'll go to Frank. So, what's your overall impression of Murphy's career?
1: I think Eddie Murphy struck while the iron was hot, and he wrote it out as long as he possibly could, as he should. Like you sure. know, it's it, it was it was great. Like again, now I'm going to compare it to sports. Huh? You get hot, you sign a huge contract. And then you just ride it out. like, And that's what Eddie Murphy has been doing for the last...
0: Uh, yeah, I want to hear the answer to this. How many years?
2: 19 years. <laughs> You're giving him a lot of credit. For the last... <laughs> Mother Vice, it's like 30 years. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, what did we say? His
1: Shrek was his last great movie, right? right? His last great role, that's 2001. 2001, yeah. So for the last 18 years, he's been living off of Eddie Murphy.
2: Right. I mean, I feel like... I feel like Eddie Murphy, you've got like that period of time where you got like raw and delirious and that's Eddie Murphy. And he's just been like a decreasing version of that over the past like 30 plus years. I would agree. (laughs) Like taking like, like he loses a bit of that edge like every time, every year. Right.
1: I mean, again, he was able to reinvent himself. Right. That's possibly. We've seen it with Ice Cube.
2: Yeah, Method Man, there's a lot of people We've seen
1: it with... No, Ice Cube went from Hardcore Rapper to Are We There Yet? Right. So people have successfully made that transition from one place to another one. I think Eddie Murphy really never transitioned because it was Eddie Murphy, Raw, Delirious, Eddie Murphy in Comedy, Comedy, Comedy... In the late 90, late 80s, early 90s. And then it was a bunch of trash ass comedies. Right. And then he's a serious role in Dream Girls And we never heard from him really.
2: I mean, Eddie Murphy as Donkey is basically just Eddie Murphy as himself. Eddie Murphy, yeah. In like a family friendly version of that.
0: Exactly. I don't See, think. I think he tried to trans- start transitioning a little bit, it seems, with Boomerang into like more of like the realm of um, romantic comedy maybe and like starting to add that to his arsenal a little bit more that was like 91 92 though yeah and then he goes back to i think beverly hills cop at that point like in beverly hills cop 3 beverly 94. hills cop 3 yeah, he goes back to that franchise and then he goes into when was harlem being, Nights? producing a lot of this stuff and then yeah so it's harlem knights like he's heavily involved then he Man. started
1: making music Right, I my girl that's, wants that's to the early, party all the time. Right? That party amazing. All the amazing. Yeah, that is a great song. I won't right. even lie. Right. Then he got caught with the transvestite. Is that really? Is it? Is that the tipping point? Di- I think he tried to. He tried to recreate himself. What's his name? Is it Diamond Jones? Is that right? I think right? he tried to recruit. He tried to uh, rebrand himself after that.
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's certainly like vampire Brooklyn, nutty professor. I think he was a producer on Metro, if I remember. Dr. Doolittle. He starts getting into a lot of stuff where he wants to have control over it and things start kind of, yeah, going downhill. Downhill, yeah. Um, Well, he
2: wants to make comedies too that are, like, have that broad appeal without being as, um, I don't know, like, adult-oriented as, the Beverly Hills Cop. I think Eddie Murphy
1: was an adult comedian. Like, you understand, like, I used to have to sneak and watch Eddie Murphy. I used to have to sneak and watch Def Comedy Jam. I don't want to see the guys I have to sneak and watch as an adult do Dr. fucking Doolittle or the Clumps or Norbert. That's not what I grew up watching you
2: do. I want you to be you. But isn't that like, again, to my point, like his roles in Nutty Professor and like Dr. Doolittle are him doing what he did in Coming to America, but at a more tame Like I don't
1: want tame anywhere.
2: Well, who does? But hey, Eddie, Murphy Eddie Murphy wants sucks. it for his, his bank account.
1: Huh. I mean, I'm pretty sure if Eddie Murphy did Delirious right now at the Queen Theater, he would sell it out.
2: Right. I'd go.
1: Yeah, I'd go too. I, I don't want to see Norbit. Like Norbit was trash.
2: <laughs> Nobody wanted to see Norbit. <laughs> Norbit's well, trash. So,
0: Someone in his defense, though, I also don't think it was just bank account in terms of broadening his appeal, but I think it had to do with This kid's age too. Like a a lot of actors end up doing that. They end up doing things that are more kid friendly at some point in their careers. Usually related to their kids. I mean, Johnny Depp's started doing it until whatever happened to him now. But he's been doing that for ten years, where he does more kid friendly things. My
1: kids gonna hear me drop the f bomb, (laughs) right? The b word, the c word. Like this, what got us here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna change up. You in private school now? Because I said fuck, fuck, fuck. My if I stop saying fuck.
2: I take you out of private school. Right, my kid is the man he is today because he never. <laughs> he is like oh, the fucking cocksucker Exactly. Like, when he was like not not to him, but like,
0: <laughs> right, right, you hear it. Like, playing, playing, I, I did not think
2: that. Playing <laughs> playing Street Fighter when he's like four years old. This fucking <laughs>
1: kid. No, and that's where they make the mistake. Like I feel like Eddie Murphy had a run. We said it. Eddie Murphy has classic movies. And I feel like if you create classic movies, okay, one time it's just luck. But if you have a formula where you continue to create certain things that people want and watch and line up to see, don't change it to become Norbit. Right. Don't change it to become Holy Man. Like... He went from Saturday Night Live... To raw and Delirious, to
2: Forty Eight Hours, Forty Eight Hours, places, Beverly Hills Cop,
1: Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, Coming to America, yeah. Harlem Nights, Boomerang, and then you you and, that, st- and
0: that's really the end because then it gets yeah to other things, you like stop that Gentleman. and then you
1: go to Distinguished <laughs> Gentlemen <laughs> right. and
0: Beverly Hills Cop Three, the
1: other stuff that we don't. Don't like. Manager Nobly was in Beverly Hills Cop 3 <laughs> Well that uh?
2: he probably already been in the league for five years <laughs> or something too. <laughs> What's his name? Bonson, Bronson. Bronson Pinchot. Pinchot. Bronson.
1: Don't they look just like Manager Nobly? I mm-hmm. think they're the same person. You never seen them in the same place. I can see it. Yeah. So I mean, he he, totally sold out his formula, Did
2: to be become, acceptable to a wider audience.
1: But the wider audience has not been paying your bills.
2: Right. And the wider audience still loves your early stuff, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, and I, I think it grows on them. Like, it's like this, like, when you become a star, like, I believe you can reach a certain peak sticking to what you do. And you have the opportunity to completely sell out or still be yourself. Now, You've already established a fan base being yourself. And you no matter, no matter what Frank puts out, your fan base is going to come support you. Right. Don't sell out to start pleasing these people because you know what? You're just a fad to those people.
2: That's true. You're a fad to these. But people. let me ask this question because I think about this a lot like, don't you think that it's kind of a change in our, like, cultural acceptance of certain things? Like, stuff that we accepted as being okay in the 80s, like, even as kids, because I think that most of us saw a lot of these movies when we were pretty young. So you were seeing, like, nudity and foul language and violence, and it was okay because nobody gave a shit about your whatever, like, how it was going to affect you. But, like, once you got into, like, the 90s and the 2000s, like, everything was just kind of, like, watered down in a lot of ways. Like, you couldn't make Beverly Hills Cop... Today, I don't think, and have it be the same movie. <clears throat> it would just end up being like, what's that fucking uh rock and um what's his name Kevin Kevin Hart. Hart. I he hate that him. guy. But I'm saying like that's what it becomes today. You know, just this. Well, like, they're they're all PG movies.
0: Like Beverly Hills Cop was R.
2: People are afraid of making R rated movies, and I think that happened in like the well, it's late not only mid that, to late nineties.
0: Parents don't let their kids as often go see R right. movies, so they water it down so that kids can go see it. Where it's like. You know, I talked a few, you know, a couple months ago about Beverly Hills Cop being the first thing where my mom let me rent and I put it in the VCR. and It was fuck, 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 mm-hmm. fuck, you know, yelled at me, told me to take it out. I take it out. And then I wait until she's not around. Mm-hmm. And I and you it put back it in, back in, you know, yeah. and she finally just sat down and was like, look, you can watch these damn movies, you know, just don't use that language outside the house, you know, and those kind of things are not towards us. And, but
1: see, I think mm-hmm. back in the 80s, they made movies when they made a movie. It wasn't for kids. Right. Like, it's an R movie for a reason.
2: Right. it also, they were okay. Like, number one, there was less movies in less movie theaters. So, like, things stayed in the theater for much longer than yeah. they are today. Whereas today, you might have a run of, like, eight to ten weeks at best of a movie in the theater. Oh,
0: shit,
2: that's a lot. Man. Yeah, that's a long time. That's what I'm saying. That's, see, like, your best case but scenario. But I,
1: I feel like, like, if I'm making an R movie, it's not for kids to come see anyway. Right. But I, I feel like people, there's been plenty of times... When there should have been a movie that was made for adults and they watered it down and made it kid friendly and it killed the movie. Or you could have made a movie for kids, but you tried to take it and make it a little bit adultish and it ruined the movie. Like The Last Airbender. Shyamalan fucked my whole life up by making that trash ass Airbender movie. It is a trash ass movie. Like, he should have either made it for kids... He should have made it for kids to get them into the Airbender... Or he should have made it for the kids who watched the Airbender... And were now adults and made it an adult
2: style. I was an adult when I was watching the last Airbender. Yeah, but it you, you understand what, as what as I'm shit. saying? Yeah.
1: Like, that's a movie where he tried to mesh the two
2: cultures together... And he ruined... Well, that that's somebody that's a fan that doesn't understand... Why they're a fan of the movie at that point. Like, this is...
1: No, yeah, I agree. But I, I, I feel like Eddie Murphy
2: stopped being Eddie Murphy right. to try to appease... Well, because he became Eddie Murphy a brand. He yeah. became like... Again, he's going to sell like the essence of what makes Axel Foley a great character in a watered-down version so that he can... like People feel like it has a broader appeal. And I think it weakens him as a... You know as a personality, and I agree, Axel Foley is the the best.
1: Like, I think Axel Foley might be the best Eddie Murphy character, it's a really great performance. But uh, Holy Man is trash, whatever his name was in Holy Man, even in I Spy. I said I Spy was good, but I just sat here and thought about it. I Spy wasn't that great, it's not movie. a good movie almost. Wilson...
0: and I mean, nowadays, like. I've, I've read some interviews with him in the past few weeks, um, like recent interviews he's done. He really just doesn't give a damn anymore. Well, that's like, because
1: he's established. Right. Well,
0: he's, well, he has enough money that it's like he just right. goes, he says he'd rather just go wake up every morning and play his guitar yeah. than go film a movie anymore. It's like. Do you think yeah. he's
2: still just singing Party All the Time? Like party That's just the what fun? I'm <laughs> going to say. My girl
0: wants to. Par- he's got yeah, kind of like the acoustic mil- he's version. He's a millionaire.
1: So it's just like he's made his money. Right. So he has no cares in life. That's why I'm not excited to see coming to America too. Like
0: you don't don't have any hope.
1: No, no. Unless he turns into Eddie Murphy from '91, '88 Eddie Murphy. No fucks given, Eddie Murphy. The best
2: thing that that movie can be is like a parody of itself. Yeah, and then like it'll be self-referential enough that if you're a fan of the original movie, you get the jokes. And at worst, it's going to be like a really watered down version of the same exact story, and it's going to be really embarrassing. That's to what watch. I'm interested
0: about. What's your guess on what the hell that story is? I mean, it can't be. It's it's something involving like uh, his child. Yeah, yeah, I was about it to is. say
1: because like him and Lisa are 58 years old now, yeah. so. Right. And then what did what did he move back to Africa and yeah. raise his kid yeah. in Africa and now his son is going. to... Is James Earl
2: Jones still alive?
1: James yeah. Earl Jones yeah, still alive. Yeah. Well then then, right. yeah. Was well, he going to move? He he his he went back to Africa and raised his child as the Princess of moon. And now his child wants to. Yeah. So is Royal Oats so, in so, I, so I have
0: to yeah. So I have to believe it's just going to be a rehab. Yeah, it's going
1: be. It has to be. It doesn't make yeah. any any sense. What is his son, Serge Baca?
2: <laughs> George Beresand playing for the Toronto Raptors.
1: I don't know, like it's they waited too long. But you see, what happens is black actors do this all the time, right? Chris Tucker got rich off of being got famous off of being smoky and got too big to be smoky again, but now he wants to be smoky again because the motherfucker broke. Now, Eddie Murphy got too big to be hakeem but now mr church is on netflix like our fucking what's another movie he's done recently
0: murphy yeah there ain't none uh yeah he ain't doing movies Churches, now Yeah, mr. so church
1: now he's like me. what can i do to reconnect to my audience and now he wants to pull "Coming to America" out his
2: ass. He's got this Dolomite movie coming out this year that I'm actually kind of curious, where he plays Rudy Ray Moore. Right, like I'd be interested to see because that actually feels like more of a like if, a passion, if it's him a passion project where like he actually cares about the story.
0: Yeah. Well, he's been talking about Beverly Hills Cop four for more than a decade now talking about trying to get the script right like you know for 10 years like we're getting closer and he's
1: losing he's lost his audience he tried to be Eddie Murphy the family man and it didn't pan out how he wants to now he's trying to find a way to reconnect with Eddie Murphy fans like not fans of Dr. Doolittle or Norbit or those fans that he tried to cross over to, he wants to come back to his original fans and try, mm-hmm. to, weigh, try to connect. That's just like Martin Lawrence. Bad Boys 3 is out. I don't want to see Bad Boys 3. I don't wait 15 fucking years for Bad Boys 3. Why am I so excited? Like everybody's like, oh, Bad Boys 3 is coming out. I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't care about that movie.
1: Will Smith, that made rap albums and everything else. He was what's not Book of Eli, the bootleg, the store brand Book of Eli. What's the one where he was there talking to the dummy? Um, Talking to the dummy, the one at the end of the world with the chick with the butterfly. Will Smith movie? Yeah, it was a Will Smith movie. He was the, like the last person on Earth.
2: The oh, the, the Earth. last man on Earth. That, yeah. yeah,
1: he done did all that. It, no, it's, it's not I am, the last. It's, man I, am on Earth. it's <laughs> I Am Legend. Yeah. I Am Legend. I Am Legend. You yeah, know, the American they American
2: actually used right. the the real title of the right. story. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You
1: got I Am Legend. Like Will Smith done went and did his thing. Martin Lawrence, we ain't heard from him since.
2: He was running naked down the street. With yeah,
1: he done not smoke some meth and he wilding out. Now they want to do Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys Two came out two thousand five. Is
0: that right? Actually, didn't she come out years ago like not too long ago, around the Me Too stuff, and say that he like beat her and shit? Yeah,
1: Smith. She was, she on, married Emmett Smith the set for like now. Stuff? Oh. Like. Martin's old wife married Emma Smith, but you talking about uh, his co-star, uh, yeah, Gina, Gina, yeah, whatever, Tisha, Campbell. Campbell, Tisha yeah,
0: Campbell, Tisha
1: Campbell, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, y'all yeah, should. Last time I heard about Martin, y'all should have. Bad Boys Three, Bad Boys Three, it's two thousand nineteen. Bad Boys Three ain't coming out till two thousand twenty. Fifteen years later, you trying to sell us a movie fifteen years later? Don't nobody want to see that. Shit.
2: But that's that, that's that's how Hollywood works. Is they go back and they find something, you know. So it's like they take things that were popular. And then they try and like recapture that, you know, whatever, like that specialness of that thing. And it's, and I don't even think Bad Boys Two is that great of a movie. No, like, I don't think Bad Boys Two. Is bad that Boys Two great. is a bad is a mediocre sequel to a movie that's good because of its stars, right? Not but, because it's a good at
1: movie. The, at that time in their careers, I think Bad Boys, the original Bad Boys, was an excellent movie. It's a it's a fun movie to watch. I like. I it. I can watch it over and over. Yeah, it's a fun to watch. I agree. And then they waited too long to make Bad
2: Boys Two. Right, well, because they both got popular for other things, yeah. and then neither of them, you know, but that's the problem is like they should go back and remake bad movies. Like that's what I'd want to see. Like find like right. find like, right. find, like right. a failed yeah. franchise, a horrible yeah, a horrible right. movie,
1: remake, and and yeah, find a horrible movie and redo it. Right, don't try and like don't try and force the same thing. Don't force on. a sequel of a movie that's fifteen years past its
0: prime. Yeah, I was saying that like fifteen years ago. It's like why did it, like take. The concept of bats and remake that motherfucker like, mm-hmm. a, like a better movie. Like, Baps or bats?
2: Bats. 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 You never seen
1: bats. I've seen bats. You could remake bats. You could. I mean,
2: <laughs> who, who, who are you casting in the bats remake?
1: Well, well, Holly. Ba- who was it? Holly Berry and um.
2: What was the other chick's name? I don't remember. Baps is not a good movie. Really.
1: Yeah, it's a horrible movie. But mm-hmm. it would be some really really hot chicks to take care of me. And my depends, (laughs) I don't know who would I want to take care of me if I was recasting baps? I feel like because I'm an old black dude, I I should have two white CNAs though. Then they'd be waps. Then they'd be waps. That's just what I was getting saying. (laughs) But what is it, black American princess? Yeah. Yeah. So they would be waps. We could we we could remake baps and turn. Well, what if I had a Puerto Rican and. a... I, I would cast Cardi B as long as she don't rob me.
2: Right. She wouldn't be taking care of you. Yeah. Be, she, she just put be me a couple sleep. of Xanax yeah. in your drink and then. I don't know. That's you'd be, a, all you'd be left with is depends. We,
1: <laughs> we can We can uh, film BAPS. I would like to practice a few times. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. BAPS. Hmm. We'll come back to that. Right.
0: right. All right. So let's go back to um, better times with Eddie Murphy. Um, Frank, we were going to start with you this time, where your choice for Eddie Murphy's best movie is 1986, The Golden Child, directed by Michael Ritchie, starring Murphy, Charlotte Lewis, Charles Dance, and Victor Wong, has a 26% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a 47% from audiences. So do you want to go ahead and um, tell everybody... It's, it's
2: like we're doing the like 1980s horror list. It's worse my, than that. Right. It's
0: actually worse than, I think, than any of those movies. That's um, fine in terms of critic scores. You know made, I mean? made
2: 78 million domestically, so some it, people it was, wouldn't say it,
0: it. was box office success overall.
2: <clears throat> so I don't know that I think this is Eddie Murphy's best movie, but this is my favorite Eddie okay. Murphy movie. Okay. And a lot of that has to do with nostalgia. Um, wow, 40, 40 what percent from audiences? 47. Mm. I can't agree with you. People got no taste. <laughs> um, so basically, Sardo Noomspa is like some Satan worshiper. That goes to Tibet to kidnap Buddha is I guess what the kid is this golden child that can yeah. resurrect the dead um, and takes him to keep evil around him and try and feed him like blood oatmeal um, to like corrupt him so he can bring the devil into the world. Um, actually, some pretty like blatant like Satan worship stuff with like their symbols on the wall and like the oh, fact sure. that Sardanumspel like communes with the devil at one point and yeah. like talks to him. Um, so in order to save the golden child. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh Ki, Ki Nang, the this Tibetan yeah. lady, yeah. comes to America and finds um Chandler Jerrell, who's played by Eddie Murphy, who's this social worker activist um who rescues missing children, um tries to convince him to come rescue this this kid, but he doesn't want anything to do with it. I'm kind of an asshole to her about it, even though he's trying to like fuck her the whole time. Um, she was pretty hot. She is pretty attractive the golden child sends like astral projections to him to try and convince him that he's the chosen one. And he sort of ignores them, but eventually gets wrapped up in it. Um, They go to Tibet. He gets this mystical dagger. That's the only way that they can get the child back. Um, Falls in love with uh, Keenang for some reason. Like there's no, aside from the fact that he finds her hot, like no reason why they're in love with each other. She dies. Well, she falls into like a state of like near death after getting shot by by Sardo Numspa with um like a fucking crossbow. Um, <laughs> he goes and rescues the golden child. Sardo Numspa um, turns into a like terrible C- like stop motion animation devil, like chases him across California in the middle of the day, which I guess nobody notices. Is yeah, happening. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Like it's sunlight. Like out. they're they're driving all over the place. So that thing's like flying behind him in the middle of the afternoon. Um, ends up defeating Noomspa, Uh, they by stabbing him with the dagger in the end. Um, the Golden Child resurrects Kinang, and they all live happily ever after. Um, walking off into the sunset.
0: So, I love the <clears> Golden <throat> Child, but do you see it now? Like after just describing that movie, the forty seven percent. Right. It's, it's
2: look. It's a ridiculous premise. Like there's nothing about that movie. Right that makes any sense. But like his performance in it is fantastic. Like it's, it, it really is one of my, like n- from a nostalgia perspective, probably my favorite Eddie Murphy performance, just because he's just Eddie Murphy. Like, and he's, it's fun to watch. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's fast. It's, it's pretty fast paced. It's what, like an hour and a half long, yeah. 92 minutes or something. Oh, yeah. It never drags. Like there's plenty of like, like verbal gags and sight gags. Um, one of my favorite, Maybe my favorite, like Eddie Murphy, moment is when they're coming back from Tibet with this dagger, and Sardo Noomspa has like this guy who's got like all this mystical evil power has like called the police on <laughs> on, 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 on Chandler Jail, <laughs> right? Like yeah. this 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 is his master plan, and he's like that black man has my <laughs> stuff, go get it has... <laughs> from him, which is basically like how the scene set up, and Eddie Murphy like drops into this accent, and like brother Noomsi, Bro- brother there, Numsie. brother Noomsi. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, trick, like, I don't know, like, connives his way, like, past so they can, like, take the dagger into the United States, and Noomspa's, like, threatening him, and he's like, oh, brother Noomsi, like, so so glad you have forgiven me, everything is forgiven, it's, like, such a great little scene, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I actually like the other airport scene just as much Oh where, where he, he plants the dagger on where he the, the dagger on the right. guy And he's, and he's congratulating and yeah. he's You don't even know what you did But yeah. you, you, were, right. you were essential yeah. in this right. It's like he got to look at someone ignorant right. <laughs>
1: like
0: My favorite scene is There's a ground
1: right. <laughs> There's a ground
2: Monty,
0: he <laughs> yeah. Monty. Yeah, Monty I want the knife <laughs> That is a great movie yeah, I, yeah. I,
2: I, I, I want <laughs> the knife Please. Um, But just like, again, like it's such a good performance by him. Like it's, it's fun. Um, There's like some pretty decent action sequences like, and they're all ridiculous. Like the fight in the Yellow Dragon headquarters, which is just some like, like hobo shack in the middle of California or Los Angeles. Um, And some pretty dark things like, you know, there's child murder and they're trying to feed this kid like, like the blood oatmeal that like they've taken the blood from other children to try and make the golden child eat. And he's eating like mint leaves or whatever to keep his strength up. Um The Dream Sequence is hilarious where like they have the studio audience and you know, Gerald is like interacting with them and basically like always like shitting all over Brother Noomsey like at every opportunity. Which for being this guy who again is supposed to have like all these mystical powers, like it never is effective. Like he's just a schmuck the entire time. Yeah. Except when he shoots um the Asian chick in the back.
1: I love the dancing Pepsi can.
0: Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. That, and that's as a, like. As a child, I was yeah, fascinated the, I was fascinated with yeah. the dancing uh-huh. Pepsi can. Like, And what a great villain entrance yeah. is like, you know, to come in and just step, <laughs> step on, on the can. Step on the can, yeah. That was great. The I dancing. mean, I
2: love the fact that like he basically controls the Foot Clan. Like in, an, in a way, he's like Shredder and he's got these like ragtag band of like, here's this mutant like toad looking to- dude people? and here's this. Fool. Yeah. Like, Poo. <laughs> <laughs> this guy with like this fucked up face right. and then like the kid from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, and like that's his gang right. and they're just in Tibet with like ninja swords like attacking these like Shaolin monks who they like fucking like destroy the Shaolin monks and steal the golden child. But then a, there's like a whole new group of Shaolin monks later so I guess they're like pretty easily to re- replace <laughs> you just like call up your reserves or whatever. to.
0: And the soundtrack was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember
2: the name of that
1: song. Yeah,
2: The song. So I was I was talking to to Chris before you guys showed up earlier, um, about that that opening scene, like that. Oh, the opening scene with Eddie Murphy, like the song that plays, mm-hmm. like after the golden child gets stolen, and it's like this is the most pro America movie like ever. Like the whole theme of this movie is like every other country, like fine, but America is the place where you need to be. <laughs> And it's just Eddie Murphy to that ridiculous song, like, going through the streets and shaking hands with people and dancing with the dude and, like, shooting craps and, like, yeah. getting a fucking cheesesteak or well, something.
0: And and, and, they, and they give Victor Wong that scene when he's talking to, what was her name again? Keenang. Like, uh, Keenang, where he's talking about how... How, like, these wonderful Americans have all this right. talent and power and skill, and they don't know how much power they actually have. And the day the, they figure it out, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna
2: change the world.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a very pro, you, you're, you're being nice and saying it's pro American, it's, 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 like borders it's, it's, it's on xenophobic. right? It's
2: xenophobic in a way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to sell the movie, not like, you know, I didn't come here to bury it. Okay. And even that, like, like egg, egg foo or whatever his name is, like picking his nose and wiping his boogers on his shirt, and and,
0: and that's what I liked is like I think they let Murphy be Murphy they did. in the movie, and I think he ad libbed a lot, right? So it's like I think like that scene particularly, which always makes me laugh. It's like oh, you're just gonna wipe that right on your, you know, you wrote. That's just him. Ad Better you better, better watch that before it dries. Right. Before yeah. it dries. Watch <laughs> right. yeah. that Hard enough. Right. Cut yourself. Like, yeah. that's just him, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just him. Ad Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. It
1: is. It was him being him. That's when right. he was Eddie. But
2: yeah, he had Murphy. He had the cachet to do that because he had come off of Beverly Hills Cop, and this right. is this is before coming to America, right? Like a couple I think years. they're right. Yeah, I it think is. that
1: was '86, <laughs> and coming to America was '88. Yeah. So, yeah, so but
2: he had Beverly Hills Cop, he had Trading Places, he had yeah, his stand-up, like, hours, he was I mean, yeah. probably, like, at this time... That's probably, that's probably
1: his that's probably his peak, like, yeah. that's... Yeah. So he could peak. do
2: this movie that's, like, a ridiculous premise, like, it's a ridiculous movie. Sure. But it's, like, it's just fun, and, like, I I don't know, it's... You don't ever believe it, but it's okay. Like you can suspend your disbelief watching it because it's such a good time. Like as it goes on,
1: and it's a fun. It's a, again, it's a fun. Ridiculous.
2: Like again, in that fucking the yellow dragon hideout. Like for no reason, like the pipe bursts, yeah. and then you got Keenang like in a wet t shirt contest, like ninja yeah. fighting people ninja with their boobs all out,
1: with right. their nipples hard. But oh, that's... what about when he kicked down the thing in the silhouette with the? Uh... Oh right! Yes, <laughs> with, <dragon lady? laughs> with the dragon, dragon lady. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because up until that, that that's another funny thing is up until that point, Eddie Murphy still doesn't believe that there's any shit going there's any, on. There's nothing
1: going on. He's,
2: He's like, oh, she's three hundred years old, right? And then she got a snake tail. Oh. <laughs> I guess maybe there's some truth to this. Shit.
1: Is, it was it's an unbelievable movie. Like the whole plot is stupid, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, like,
2: and he makes the movie. He does, and it's a really great performance by him. And I. Like, he's so charismatic in all these roles. Like, you talk about, like, like that prime Eddie Murphy. You know, like, him as Axel Foley, him as Gerald, him in Coming to America. Like, all those roles, he's so, you just like him. Like, he's kind of a smartass, but he's not, like, really a mean smartass. He's just sort of, like, including you on the joke most of the time. Like, it's not, like, mockery. It's just, like, friendly, whatever. And it's just, it's fun to watch him. And he's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's, it's good. Let me hear some of this criticism.
0: Okay, so one of the, uh, I, I found Paul Anastasio, um, who used to write for the New York Times and was writing for the Washington Post here. We've heard from him a lot of times on different podcasts. Uh, he pretty much sums up all the criticisms pretty much in his review of it, so I'll go through the main notes of that. He says, while well, you can't take 48 hours, Beverly Hills Cop, away from Murphy, um, and in the hands of directors such as Walter Hill and Martin Brest, he can be a vivid, and inventive, comic, heroic leading man. But in the hands of this director, Richie, um, he's not in that directorial class. Instead, Richie bullies you with an over-loud, routine, brass-and-thumb score. The action sequences are cloddishly orchestrated and for the most part, the movie simply doesn't make any sense. His chief fault, though, is that he allows Murphy to overwhelm all the elements of the film that a director is supposed to control. He has shot The Golden Child mostly in close-ups, not to make a narrative point, but to cater to a star's vanity. He doesn't give the supporting players any space. Charles Dance, a prodigiously talented English actor, simply becomes a glowering prop to Murphy's comedy, just as Charlotte Lewis is simply a prop in an affair that is less than romantic. Worst of all, Richie has taken the script and turned it into what would have been a lovely fantasy. About a man jaded by the sordidness of L. A. who renews his faith into a half baked comedy without any heart.
2: I hate fucking critics, man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I hate critics too. Like, bro, it's not fucking uh, Shakespeare, right?
2: <laughs> half the time, my my response to any criticism like that is like, "This movie's not fucking for you." Like, yeah, like, calm right, down. Like, maybe right. you shouldn't have watched it.
0: So here's here's what's cool about in Ebert. Uber gives it, I think, I think it's three out of actually four stars. But ever makes a lot of those same points as it's like it's real damn fun though, like yeah, you right. know. So like I'm going to give it, you know, because I had so much fun despite all that. Like I'm. Gonna I mean,
2: it. it's it's a star vehicle for a guy that's at the peak of his <laughs> star, right? And that's what you do with the star vehicle is you let it be about the guy the that guy who's is a, bringing a star. Like I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Right now. And it was a twenty five million dollar budget and made eighty million dollars domestically. And that's eighty million dollars in nineteen eighties money. In the like, 80s that's money. a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That would be like a movie making like two hundred million today or probably two hundred million dollars. Two fifty.
1: Probably two fifty. And
2: that's a hit, you know? And so like I mean, whatever. Like you can criticize there's a lot of movies that are really enjoyable to watch that you can criticize from like like a high minded, you know, critical perspective, but then completely miss the point. Of why that movie's enjoyable to watch, and that's like a really—I mean, I know that guy's just doing his job, but it's like—but
1: it's not that
2: like. Okay,
1: I've never been in an English class, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to watch *Golden Child*, <laughs> right? Because why would you go home and read *Golden Child*?" and let me know, break it down and tell me how you thought
0: about Oof, it.
2: I want to read the novelization of Golden Child. Yeah, like, come on. Chuck like, used
0: to have the novelization of Golden Child, you know? Does Do you it exist? It no. does, yeah, it does, yeah. It was, um, what's what's that dude that Chuck so much that, um... Uh, I'm a pop, buy this I'm buying this shit on eBay right Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like,
2: yeah I uh, think he did the novelization of
0: it. Those guys take things Hill? that are
1: so. supposed to be, like, Golden Child's supposed to be fun, like, It is, and it is a fun movie. And it's a fun movie. It's like not supposed to be something that sits down and makes you think like, no. It's supposed to be fun. And like we said, it was Eddie Murphy coming off of two or three solid movies. Right. And again, if you have, if you figured out we've built, this guy's a star, we can pretty much put him in any role we want to.
2: And make money off
0: right. of he it. You can turn $1 into you $20. Can, exactly. You know, right.
1: So why not do it? Run. Sure. Why and he's
2: obviously it. having fun doing the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not him phoning in a performance. It's him enjoying himself. Enjoying, and That's. Yeah. Like for a star vehicle movie, that's what you want to see. And that's what...
0: I don't know of anybody that grew up in this era and didn't dis, that dislike this movie. No, so yeah, I, I have never met anybody that's right. I don't know anybody
2: the that dislikes the *Golden Child*. I mean, *Golden Child*. Like, I've I've probably seen this movie a dozen times, and probably ten of them in the span of a year, in like sometime in the nineteen eighties. Oh, this is a movie I used Ooh. to watch.
1: I, I watch constantly. all the time. It's like again, I popped it. We had, we had, *Golden Child* coming to America and *Beverly Hills Cop* on the same VHS tape. That's so a, it was good, just a That's a good triple and, feature. You, you put it in You rewound it You put it in And you just watched it Straight through Yeah
0: no, I, I watched this Because I think it always Used to be on like I know I recorded it too And then just watched it But I think it was on Because we had all those uh, Special channels Because yeah, H- we had yeah. the, the, the HBO Like a uh, illegal things Yeah it was always on TV and it was always on HP. It always
1: come on before it be like da, 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 da,
0: da,
1: Yeah, Golden Child. We're showing her age
2: again. We're showing her age. <laughs> what is what is golden child rated? Is it P G thirteen? I sorry is it bizarre. an movie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: it, has it has to be. It showed her nipples. Yeah.
0: I mean, that that by itself would be PG-13. Yeah, I mean, but, but there's... And too then many, so he's he's chopped a, he
1: chopped the dude up in a Chinese store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, he, and there's too many fucks. There's too many fucks. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, he You can did, only remember, I mean, like, Ferris Bueller I think you could is
0: say, PG-13 primarily for the fact that there's one fuck in it. Yeah. And like then you then can I think you can only do one fuck. You can
1: only America. do one fuck before it has to be R, right? Yeah, yeah, I think
2: so. That's an interesting thing that it's an R-rated movie because it really, like, I, I think of this as a kid's movie. Like, it was a movie of my childhood, so... Yeah. Yeah, but th- again,
1: that's one of those movies where after you see Beverly Hills Cop, or after after your parents let you watch Beverly Hills right. Cop, and they watch Golden Child, they're probably um gonna be like Beverly Hills Cop. Golden Child isn't as I, it's bad it's PG
2: thirteen. It's PG thirteen. It? Okay. Well, it's like Doc Hollywood has like. Full frontal nudity and it's PG thirteen, like when she's coming out of the lake or whatever, and like PG thirteen was you could have like some fucking yeah, yeah. some moves.
0: Are you seriously like trying like that? I have that? not seen Doc Hollywood since nineteen ninety three. I remember like, those. I remember those movies.
1: <laughs> so I guess in eighty six, Golden Child was PG thirteen.
2: Right, that was that was what you you went to see on a Saturday night. Okay.
0: so. I mean, PG thirteen comes about because of Temple of Doom, and I'm trying to think. It's like. I feel like Golden Child is much more risky. Riskier than, Temple, than of Doom, Temple of Doom for is. sure. Right.
1: Well, I mean I just watched Temple of Doom the other night and Golden Child was way more risky than Temple of Doom.
2: Temple of Doom has some pretty disturbing stuff in it though. It did. I mean like th- to me, when I was a kid, the thing that stuck with me the most about Golden Child was the fucking blood oatmeal. Blood oatmeal, yeah, yeah, the blood like oatmeal. When, he, yeah, the blood when he, oatmeal, he first finds that bowl yeah. and he puts it. And then it when in the,
1: the 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 shower uh when the pipe busted in her Right. Yeah, 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 that's the you know, That was my sure. favorite scene. Right. After the right. Pepsi can. Right.
2: <laughs> that stuck with a certain part of me, I guess. <laughs> after,
1: after the Pepsi can <laughs> and <laughs> the pipe bust.
2: You, you write that for movie kick and there's rewind lines <laughs> yeah. all yeah. over it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, PG-13, wow. Temple of Doom wasn't nearly as bad as uh, no. Golden no. Child. No. I mean, uh, pouring blood into people's mouths and shit
0: like eh. that, I guess. But I mean... um. <clears throat>
2: Golden Child's pretty violent, too. It is violent. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just
1: what I was about to say. It's really violent. But um, really, I
2: guess nobody really dies, necessarily. I guess necessarily. in
1: Temple doing Doom, what? They wrapped the a whip around the, the fan and... Yeah. Yeah. And then they were, she was trying to get Indy to hump her, and she was like...
2: And then you push Molarab into the alligator river. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I still think Golden Child's way I, yeah, more violent. Yeah, I do, violent. too. I just have a feeling that it feels more risky. Yeah. Well take it up with
2: the ratings board in 1986 or whatever
0: yeah you prudes
2: anyway i i love it it's one of my like definitely one of my favorite childhood movies um i think it was my first exposure to eddie murphy actually i don't think i had seen beverly hills cop before i saw this because i was pretty young like nine when this came out and i saw it on vhs um
0: I think it would have probably been actually no probably Trading Places if I had to guess or 48 Hours yeah because I was always on the um, VHS release schedule with seeing everything because we didn't get HBO I think those those tubes until like 88 or so so I
2: I didn't see Trading Places or 48 Hours until like I was in my teens I don't think
1: so is Trading Places a Christmas movie sure would you consider it a Christmas movie sure
2: as much as die, die Hard
1: Christmas, Christmas movie? movie, yeah. So which one's the best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard or Trading
2: Places? Die Hard's a better movie than Trading Places.
0: Frank doesn't like Trading Places.
2: No, no, no. I like Trading Places.
0: Mm, okay. I
2: hate 48 Hours. That was my argument. That 48 Hours is a bad movie. I don't like Trading Places as much as I like other stuff, but it's fine. Okay. So you, you like know how I feel about 48 Hours. 48 Hours.
1: Yes. You like Trading Places over 48 Hours.
2: 48 Hours is one of my least favorite movies that I've watched Again, since starting this podcast, I hated Forty Eight Hours when which, I watched
0: which it. didn't even make our list. Because no, Forty Eight Hours.
1: List, I, but... I actually will agree. I don't. I'm not a fan of Forty Eight Hours either.
2: It's such a bad portrayal of Eddie Murphy as a character, and fucking what's his name, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte. is such a a dick. It's just.
0: Oh right, I forgot. I started. Cause it was, I think it's on Tubi. I started watching um, another, or maybe it's Amazon. I started watching another 48, another 48 hours. hours. I fell asleep like 20 minutes in. That's like
2: 94, um, right? Yeah, that's
1: late. Nah, that's a little it's earlier. It's night, 80, like 90, it 91, 91? Like that. Yeah, 90, 91. 90,
2: 91.
0: Um, but yeah, it was bad. Um, And yeah. I have really fond memories about those movies. I liked up.
2: 48 Hours when I was a kid. And yeah. watching it again, I was like, what the fuck did I like about yeah. this movie? This movie's bad. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. good about 48 Hours. Except for the villain. Right. The crazy it's guy. The
1: Marlboro Man. No, that's not... Um,
2: no, that's... Um, I'm thinking
1: of... Uh,
0: what is that? Dexter's father is what I think uh, of now. Like, that actor, James something. Um, I can't I remember what was his well, name Well, they were on the
1: bikes. He wasn't the mobile man, but they were the dudes on the bikes in 48 hours, right? The motorcycle dudes.
2: No, they were in a... Like, a. he had the Native American guy that they kept calling an engine that was, like, his accomplice. They're in like a beat up pickup truck and then like a Ford Pinto and. So the, then a no,
1: subway. but remember the bikes shoot up the bus when he's on the bus. Is that 40, another, that's another 48 hours?
0: Another 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they, yeah I mean, that's Biker Gang is on another, yeah.
2: another Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy are following the bus that the bad guys are on in 48 hours and the bad guys shooting at them out the window. Like because they've taken the bus hostage and they're trying to get. Where I don't know, I don't want to talk about 40 yeah, 48 hours. hours. I, I
0: agree. That's not red all red heat. Actually, is better bus suit. I
2: don't want to talk no, about no. red heat either.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> the only thing was Roxanne. The only good thing from there was Roxanne. Yes. You don't yeah. have to put a. Uh...
2: Yeah. Anyway, I like the Golden Child a lot. Golden Child is great.
0: Okay. So, Marvin, let's go over to you now. So, you picked Coming to America 1988. John Lannis directs... Murphy stars... With Arsenio Hall... James Earl Jones... John Amos... Madge Sinclair... And... Uh, Young Jerry Curl... Eric LaSalle... <laughs> um, has a 67% from critics... And an 85% from audiences... On Rotten Tomatoes... So... You want to let us know... What you... What are, what are the main points... That you liked about this movie? Like, what's the main things... That stand out to you... That you like so much?
1: Well... I think... Again... It was great because I used to have to sneak and watch it. And it made it great. But then as an adult, like, it just seemed like there was chemistry. Everybody, it was just the perfect blend of everyone. I I believe Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were great together. Uh, James Earl Jones was very believable as the king of Zamunda. Uh, And the story, it wasn't far-fetched. Like, I believe that story could actually have happened in the the 80s like some guy who's the king of a small country in Africa could come to New York because he's tired of living in Africa to find his woman and um it's just funny it's funny from start to finish and again like my cousins and I we used to have to wait until our parents my mom and dad went to sleep and it's like but it comes. And then we would be watching it like hey, what y'all doing out there? Nothing and then you know, you gotta you gotta sneak and watch it and as I got older, like it's a movie where I might go home and watch it tonight, like right? because I feel like the replay value is one of those movies where no matter when it comes on, you might just stop what you're doing to watch Coming to America. Like if you're cleaning a house and coming to America's on, you stop and watch Coming to America like right. you've never seen it before. Eddie Murphy was great. Arsenio Hall was great. James Earl Jones was great. Uh, what's uh, what's my man's name? McDowell. Yeah,
0: John Yeah, he
1: he was he was really good. I believe the whole movie was good. It's long, but again, you don't realize how long. It how is long is it? Because
0: nah, it's like. Hour
1: forty-five. Like hour, but that's long for that's for two hours, hours. for it's it's that's, a comic. That's that's a little long.
2: A yeah, it's an hour and fifty-seven. Minutes. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's, but yeah. you don't realize how long it yeah, is. Yeah, it didn't feel that until long. it doesn't feel that long because I think it was really well put together. You had a great team, and it was just an awesome movie. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I would say, and then it was Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy, and I believe Arsenio Hall fed off of Eddie
2: Murphy, and those two together were great. What do you think about it being like the first movie where Eddie Murphy? Is playing multiple characters, which kind of like leads into the second half of his career. Past that,
1: I actually was going to <laughs> say something about that,
2: but sorry. I think
1: he did it. He did. um The barber shop was great. Like it was great. It was great. And um, what's the white guy's name? Is that Saul. Saul. Saul was great. You ain't never met Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> that that in itself, like, is classic. Who's gonna pick these pedals up? who gonna pick this mess up off the floor like that whole that was eddie murphy that was them allowing eddie murphy to be eddie murphy like it was again like you said he was the guy at the time so you take the guy and you let the guy be the guy like you don't bring the guy in and then try to put clamps on him or water him down which they did later on in his career you let eddie murphy be eddie murphy and i think They got it right, and they produced a classic and come into America.
2: I agree with that. But, again, it's also because, like, he has such star power at this point that he can pretty much do whatever he wants.
1: You don't bring LeBron in and tell him, stop passing the ball and just go get me 40. You let LeBron be LeBron. You let Eddie Murphy be Eddie Murphy. I think with coming to America, I think, well, we said, Beverly Hills Cop made him.
2: Right, I think that's true.
1: Then Golden Child, which was a great movie. Like, Beverly Hills Cop and Golden Child are, and Coming to America are my three top Eddie Murphy movies. And I believe, like, you took you took Axel Foley and you built off of Axel Foley. And you went to Golden Child, which I love. And I think Coming to America picked up. Like, we seen a movie... Which was an actually, actually, if we're honest, like you just said, Golden Child was stupid. Like the whole plot was stupid. Right. But Eddie Murphy carried it. You said it did $80 million. Eddie Murphy carried Golden Child. So you just watched him carry a movie that made absolutely no sense. But it was fun to watch. And you took him and you put him in Golden Child. I, I believe like, you know how you say, you watch a certain movie and you'll be like, oh, this person would have been a better role for Hakeem. I don't believe anyone else at that time. Nah, could have nobody been else Ike could have played in, that role in
2: Golden Child. And to your point, like, I mean, in coming to America, his interaction with Arsenio Hall in that movie, like that, made Arsenio Hall a star. After yeah. that, like you're talking about one of the most successful talk show careers of the early '90s.
1: Yeah.
2: Like I, out of that role, basically.
1: Yeah, Golden Child, and then Harlem Nights. They were they got they got yeah. back together in Harlem Nights, which was another one of my favorites. But I believe him. Coming to America, playing the Prince of Zamunda, coming to New York to find his Queen in Queens. That was a
0: great that was a great movie. Yeah, it's a really
2: good movie. And like you said, it's 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 like eminently watchable. Like you can watch Coming to America a hundred times and still enjoy yeah, I think,
0: it. I think they're both the same in that sense. Like you could just, like you said, you could just have it on, like turn the TV on, it's on. And you you on, stop you and watch and it. Watch. But that's, right.
1: er, yeah. if Beverly Hills Cop came on right now,
0: I'm going to stop what
1: I'm doing and watching Beverly right. Hills Cop. Like that was early Eddie Murphy. Like you're not going to stop what you're doing to watch Dr. Doolittle.
2: No. I'd probably turn that off actually.
1: You're not going to stop what you're doing to watch Nutty Professor.
2: <clears throat> I would definitely turn that off.
0: If... Early Eddie Murphy. Well, I mean, what are, what are the favorite scenes do you that like stick out to you in your head about from coming to America?
1: Good morning, my next door neighbor. Right. Fuck you. Right. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Fuck you too. Absolutely. Uh, that one is my favorite scene
2: because right. <laughs> I just
1: remember. I remember saying. I remember. Um, I was with my dad, and somebody was like, "Good morning." I was like, "Good morning," and then he said it back, and I was like, "He," I said, "No." I, he, I somehow I was like, "Yes, fuck you too." And My dad just looked at me. He was like, "Don't let your mom hear you say that." <laughs> or um, then and I remember at the remember they had the uh the pageant, and they were like. There's a God somewhere. He helped Gilligan get off the island. (laughs) And then that, like, I can just, like, that movie is great. There's so many quotables. He said, that boy good. He said, from that, what's that, uh, this is Randy Watson from, what what, what was the name of the show? Oh, see, I can't do it because the the pressure's on me now. (laughs) From That's My Mama episode of, uh, he said, that boy good. That boy good. He's saying He good and terrible. Like, it's just so much shit from coming to America that you sit there and, and quote. Or he said, "Uh, oh, my goodness. I cannot believe it. It is you when they were at the basketball yes, game. And he said, the prince. He said, it was crazy. Patrice, you know, Patrice, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing her talking. Patrice was with Hakeem. Hakeem wanted Lisa. Eric LaSalle had the Jerry Curl, the soul glow. He said, or, you know, what's funny is that I always point this out. as like when H- Hakeem's dad came over and he was like, that boy got his own money. And he pulls out the money and the bill was wrinkled and shit. <laughs> and then when he hands it to him, the bill was straight. Yeah. And you see Hakeem's face on it. And then when he hands it back to him, it's wrinkled again. Like,
0: it was just great. Like. I think Eric LaSalle is vastly underrated in this movie of oh. how much of a dislikable prick he oh, was. Oh, my yes. God, yeah. <laughs> Like, he's one of, like, the best, yeah. like, bad boyfriends um, in any 80s movie that I could think of. When it has a lot of really good bad boyfriends that decade. but or when It's actually, went,
2: it, it's a really good plot, too, in the sense that, like... He wants to win her on his own without like without her, her knowing. knowing
1: that right. he's rich. Yeah. Or when they went to the apartment and the dog was outlined with the uh, <laughs> 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 That was a great movie. Like it was great. Yeah, it and is there's a great like movie.
0: good physical comedy bits like when like he goes to take her to the apartment to show her how poor he is and <laughs> semi's like Semi's <laughs> in in a hot tub. Of, right he's like decked out the entire apartment
1: and the two dudes from trading places were the homeless dudes out in front of the uh yeah yeah it
0: was great yeah i always, always, yeah. always joke that that's that's the best part of trading places is that cameo and um coming to america because yeah. <laughs> i i've always laughed at that much more than i had probably trading places stuff of... um i
1: don't know like i watch. i can literally say i i can say i've watched it more than 70 times in my life and it never gets old like it's one of those movies it never gets old to me I'll watch it over and over again uh, fucking the song he sang at the wedding she's your queen to be. that's great that whole dancing you know what's awesome is I work with a guy uh, named Phil his wife is African, they got married and that's like they had an American wedding but then the wedding party went and changed clothes and came out to that music like the music <laughs> when they came out and that was like, oh shit this is the shit, like he was like I knew you, like that, like people who watch Coming to America obviously got it. boom 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 boom, boom, boom. that shit was that, and then I wanted to try to snatch the mic and sing She's Your Queen to Be but they wouldn't let me But no, that that just that whole movie, like it was really well put together, um, great acting, and it's actually believable. It's not like those emails you get where it says, "Hey, I'm in My Africa God. and uh, the Nigerian prince. I just need you to send me a thousand dollars so I can." No, that that coming to America is,
2: I think was. Eddie Murphy's best movie I would call it a classic of American comedy
1: I believe it is I believe it is I believe in order for you to appreciate comedies you should at least have to watch it
0: once I'm just thinking about it now actually I never thought about this before he's actually taken some of the almost like the SNL type stuff like a lot of the vignettes at times like there's these, like, these little sequences yeah. just about that sequence when he's trying to like speed date like at the club like in this like that like five minute sequence of that movie and it's like that's different from From, the scene you know with with the church you know and that's a little bit different than the barbershop sequences and it is actually like chopped down in these kind of sequences but it's still a coherent plot and it's him and it was him
1: being him right in every scene yeah
0: and doing improv yeah like you know yeah My name
1: is Peaches, and I'm the best all the DJs want to fill my breasts. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, like, if you can't, if you don't laugh, like, you just have to laugh. And, like, as an adult, like, you don't even get half this shit that he's going through as a kid. And then once you start actually dating as an adult, you realize, oh, man, it's it's a regular Saturday for me. (laughs) I'm trying to meet
2: peaches
1: (laughs) I want to go out. I want to go to a Miss Black Awareness pageant I want There's a God somewhere There's a God
0: (laughs) Okay um, Either of you have any final thoughts You want to talk about Betty Murphy
2: Yeah I mean like we were talking about this off-air before we started recording, but, like, here's a guy that I think is, like, a trailblazer in a lot of ways for not only, like, black comedy, but just comedy in general. Like, like, him along with, like, a few other people, like maybe Steve Martin, Robin Williams, like, showing that comedians could carry movies to being really profitable. And I think that Eddie Murphy carried that into a pretty lucrative career. I just think that you lose some of the essence of what is Eddie Murphy... like after the early 90s when he kind of moved into the more safe family-friendly stuff and it's kind of unfortunate because like you see a lot of magic from this guy from like you know the early 80s through the early 90s and just what he's capable of and like I I think he captures a little bit of that magic like in the Shrek movies and like voice acting work when it's not really him it's just like his personality but I don't know it's it's um makes me a little sad to like watch these movies and think like what could it have been if he just would have carried that through and like continue to make those kind of movies
1: yeah um he sold out he sold out for the dollar and like I don't get if you're already rich why change what's worked like even again even like I've said earlier like even if you aren't doing a bunch of numbers you're still going to connect with your base
2: audience right well but he proves in these movies that his base audience is wider than it's wide enough to keep going you know like these movies were really profitable movies
1: and it's like um i understand shrek like but again it was a bunch of other movies that he did that were just horrible right in my opinion and even, like, if you try and it didn't work, go back to what worked. Especially if you're, like, in the, the, the late 90s, okay, you tried a few movies, Bowfingers, whatever. If that didn't work, go back to what worked.
2: But the problem is, is he would try a movie like Bowfinger and then he goes and makes the fucking Haunted Mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no,
1: that's what I'm saying. He was just jumping around trying to find something. Right.
2: He's getting that Disney money. Yeah, is what he was doing? That shit sucked. Like, I
1: don't. Know. Uh,
0: one thing with that Murphy though is the man's got a massive ego, like a massive ego, and he wanted to do things on his own terms. And so I don't think he has it in him in some ways to. I'm really go curious. back to doing the same thing if he thinks that he can be something different. But that's like, what like,
1: I said earlier. Like certain people won't come back to what fed them until they absolutely right. fail ha- sure. or have exhausted right. all their other options. He finally
0: appeared on Saturday Night Live during the anniversary of the other yeah. year, right? I mean, like, yeah.
1: I mean, like you said, that's ego. right that's, yeah. I just yeah. think, you think, you look, you look at um, his early years. Like you said, he's talking Beverly Hills Cop and for coming to America. I don't want to see that shit now. Right. But that's him trying to reconnect with the base audience that he lost when he started doing Doctor Doolittle's and Norbit's and The Clumps. Like, even if you do that, you should still
0: stay you should in mix touch with your you should still stay right. in touch with I'd rather with the see standards. him not do those movies and go back and do a stand up special. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know? Like still
1: mm-hmm. stay in touch with The people who made you who you are, like.
0: But without shitting on all these movies that we love thirty years after the
2: fact, yeah. I'm really like interested to see that that Dolomite movie. Honestly, like I, I like Dolomite, like the original movies, and I like um, what's that movie? The John Singleton movie, Badass, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? It's about um, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, I I like movies like that. I'd like to see, like, how he does in it. If he can do a good performance and carry it, then I'd be interested. But, and it's also, it's like the, it's the Jay-Z argument, you know? Like, Jay-Z raps now. What's he rapping about? Like, being a, like, billionaire? Like, it's not as interesting when somebody's super rich to, like, what are you drawing from at that point? Like, your three houses and your tens of millions of dollars in the bank? Like, where's your, you know, he was a driven relevant like edgy comic in the 80s because he was like trying to establish himself and once he was established like what's he go back to maybe i don't know i'm not rich so i have no (laughs) no no fucking point in comparison
1: but i feel like like let's he i get that
2: i won't argue that i feel like i'd still be my same person but yeah give me give me like 20 million dollars and let's talk but
1: you still you wouldn't you wouldn't dead. just be you wouldn't become <laughs> dead yeah that's probably true yeah you probably drink yourself into oblivion right. but you wouldn't be du- you wouldn't drink yourself and, and be dr doolittle doing it you'd still be <laughs> axel foley getting
2: yes. drunk that's true
1: like uh, you know i, I might
2: f- be talking to some animals though so i, I don't feel know. like eddie
1: murphy <laughs> sold out and oversaturated himself
2: True. Dead. After Jack Daniels and cocaine—that'd be—that'd <laughs> yeah. be the end <laughs> of me. You gotta have some strippers.
1: <laughs> like I—I I mean, look at it. He—he—he he, he definitely changed everything about him. He did. I'm um, sorry. And he—he uh, he changed everything about him. He freaking started doing stupid movies, talking to animals or slime, and right uh and it was just stupid like right?
2: at least we have that 10 year period you can go back yeah. to and still enjoy right
1: yeah i agree with that yeah well but then i mean but then a lot of new people are following the Eddie Murphy formula i felt like
2: oh right most people honestly yeah, kevin hart will smith the rock like all those people
1: yeah like, I,
2: don't... I mean you can go back and watch those late 70s early 80s saturday night lives with eddie murphy and they're still some of the funniest like Whatever, like, sketch comedy I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, the one where he, like, has to turn himself into a white man. Like, that shit is hilarious, yeah. like, today. <laughs> like, living as a white man for a day, or, like, the buckwheat the, thing. Like, that still Mr. makes me laugh Mr. Robinson's neighborhood?
1: Yeah. I mean, neighbor, yeah. yeah. James Brown. Right, yeah. I mean, and that's
2: saying something that, like, 40 years later, like, sketch comedy can still be funny, but.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was. sold his geniusness. Disney to Disney, yeah, to Disney to
2: become fucking Dr. Doolittle. right? That's why you know we live in a world where everything is owned by Disney, so yeah. I guess Eddie uh, Murphy was just ahead of the curve. I know <clears throat>
1: ESPN is owned by Disney,
2: Marvel, Star Wars, Star Wars, the X
1: Men now, yeah. yeah,
2: us maybe, yeah, this might not even know it, we <laughs> yeah. just don't
1: know it yet, right. But I I, I appreciate early Eddie Murphy for what he was like. Like I said, like he was one of the people I had to sneak and watch.
2: Yeah, it's true. Or you had to watch in like a really like like sanitized version on like ABC on Sunday night. Yeah. That's one of my favorite memories, actually, is watching the Beverly Hills Cop with like the foul language edited out. That movie's hilarious with like the dubbing to it.
0: Yeah. I Murphy was a formative part of my childhood. Um, him and Death Comedy Jam.
2: Yeah,
1: him and then and then Martin Lawrence. you so crazy. That was another one that it was just like you had to turn the TV. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> so my mom can't hear. It. What was the one with the blue suit? When he was in the blue leather suit, that was delirious, or was that raw? Raw's the red suit. Raw's right? the
2: red suit. Delirious right. is the yeah. yeah.
1: I remember sneaking into my aunt's basement and watching those like.
2: I remember talking about Raw on the bus in like like fifth or sixth grade, and nobody understood any of those jokes, but yeah. we were all repeating them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well,
0: what'd y'all say? Delirious is the red suit.
2: Is that right? I thought Raw was the red suit.
0: Delirious is red suit. Raw's blue. Raw's blue suit. Absolutely. I'm absolutely right on that one. Um Well congratulations. <laughs> I, I've watched Delirious probably you talked about like mm. I, I've watched Delirious when I was a kid, like at least like a hundred times. Like that's the red suit.
2: Yeah, you're right, I just looked it up.
0: Um but <clears> yeah, <throat> like it's it's really sad, like in, in in the long term it's just sad. Like for I think for everybody is that like As formative as he was, and he's probably, like, one of five, like, movie figures that was, like, really part of my childhood that was there. And David Spade on Saturday Night Live—I don't know if anybody saw this or remembers this—made a joke on Hollywood Minute back in, like, 96 or something like that, 97— and he shows, shows a picture of Eddie Murphy on the screen and says, Oh, kids, like, go ahead and make a wish. It's a falling star, make a wish. Um, and I laughed my ass off, but it was like, at the same time, it was like, Yeah, damn. Accurate. Like, that's exactly Accurate. right. Accurate. You know, and it's like, that. And it's almost like something, it was, I think, and, and Murphy got pissed over that because of his ego, um, like, really pissed over it, and wouldn't talk to the guy for like 20 years, but. And wouldn't come out on Saturday Night Live ever again yeah. um, because of it. But, but that was
1: great. That's great. No,
0: it's, a, and it's it's hilarious. But I think it was like, th- when I when he said that, it was like, it was kind of, I laughed, but it was also this old shit type thing. Because I think everybody knew it even by that point. And nobody but he wanted to actually say it. Yeah, he did and, it to himself. And now, 20 years later, like, you know, we're sitting here and half this podcast has been shitting all over it. Oh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, let's think, let's think, like, before, Eddie, before Murphy.
1: Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. before Eddie Murphy, who was a black comedian that crossed over into movies, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. That's just yeah. what I was going to get at. Richard Pryor did what the toy
0: and 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 even then to some to limited success, I would say, right? Like compared to Murphy, like financially, like if yeah, limited su- office, success, but at stir the same crazy, time, moving. Um, I think What were the
1: other big ones? Richard yeah. Pryor didn't alienate the people who made him Richard Pryor when he crossed over, though.
2: Richard Pryor was also cut down in his prime in a lot of ways, too, because of his illness. Like, Richard Pryor doesn't have the long career that he should have had. Yeah. And maybe also because of Eddie Murphy, because Eddie Murphy was so much edgier than he was. Maybe not much no, Not
1: much edgier than Richard yeah, Pryor. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, Richard Pryor always kept touch with his base so that even if it doesn't work out for me doing these movies... I can still come back and do a stand up right. and sell out Madison Square Absolutely. Garden if I need to. You don't
2: think Eddie, Eddie Murphy could do that? Eddie today? Murphy
1: gave up stand up. He gave up stand up. Once Coming to America hit, once Harlem Knights, once he got that movie money, right. he completely left stand up alone. I don't think, if I would. I'm not interested in going to see Eddie Murphy stand up. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I don't know. I'm not interested in going to see an Eddie Murphy. I'd watch stand-up. it on HBO. Yeah. I don't even know. Maybe. Netflix. maybe. <laughs> somebody
2: would have to tell me that it was good yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's like I'm not lining up to oh I want to go see this Eddie Murphy stand up I'd be watching
0: out of curiosity though not out of anticipation Yeah, <laughs> but it's
2: because he became a joke to you you know what I mean like
0: yeah.
2: I don't know he hasn't been a relevant star to me in 20 plus years 30 years maybe yeah.
1: and it's like he, he gave that up like I think that's part of the reason like back to Kevin Hart I think that's the reason Kevin Hart kind of did a stand up last year it was like, oh, I've been doing movie after movie after movie. And I swear to God, Him and The Rock, it's the same fucking movie. Like, every time. Every time it's the same, same fucking jokes. movie. It's like 10 hours of the same fucking movie. But I re- I think he realized that. And that's why he went back. He said, the people who like, got to support me and appreciate and love me, I haven't done anything for them in so long. So I'm going to go back and do... Stand up, which I didn't want I haven't watched yet. Like I don't, cause I'm just sick. Like I swear, every time I turned my fucking TV on, Kevin Hart was on. Even it was just like, oh, you got diabetes? I sell insulin. You walk your dog, buy this dog food. Kevin Hart it was like he was on every fucking thing on TV for a while. I don't even think he's that funny anymore. Nah, like you know, I don't know if I ever thought Kevin Hart was that funny. I think he. The first, two, the first two stand-ups were awesome. And then even in like... Soul Plane was a horrible movie. Whew. But he was funny in it. I think...
2: I don't know if I... Paper Soldiers was a
1: horrible movie. He was funny in it. Like Kevin Hart had... Kevin Hart was funny when no one else was. like Because it was the whole... I'm little... This, this, and that. That whole little guy thing. But that shit got... That can't be your only gimmick. That can't be your only joke.
2: That can be when you're getting paid $20 million a movie to yeah, well, it, sell that, that at that's why,
1: he, that's why he keeps doing it. But I don't want to. So. Right. It's just like, um, I think Eddie Murphy alienated
2: his true fan base. Yeah. I think that's right. He just changed what his fan base was. He attempted to. To a fan base that's more fickle and doesn't necessarily care about him as right. who he is. Like, nobody cares that Eddie Murphy's Norbit or the Nutty Professor. in The way that we care that Eddie Murphy's Axel, Axel Foley or Chandler Jarrell or, or I- Akeem, you know.
1: I believe that was his, that was, looking back, that was his
2: downfall. Yeah, that in the transvestite.
1: Uh, I mean... Dude's is fucking transvestites on a regular basis now. And still.
2: This, this is a different podcast, I think.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, rappers are doing that shit all the time.
0: I think it just happened to coincide to some degree with that time period. Um, right, because what's-his-name got they, caught, they, caught with they, it, too. publicity out of that. Yeah, you, you the grant. starting you
2: granted, safety yeah, for the
1: Atlanta Falcons got caught,
2: too, around then. Yeah, that's true. That was the Denver Super Bowl, right? Eugene, uh, oh, yeah, what's his name?
0: Yeah, I mean, but you, I, Grant barely recovered after his. But I mean, he did some. But right. It's like it, it was never the same. Like in terms of his stardom. Okay, so Marvin, thank you for coming over. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, it was yes, a good time. Um and. Good luck uh, with the with the uh, podcast coming up, and we'll like to have you back in some point.
1: I will come back whenever you guys like to have All me All right. So, thank
0: you for everybody for listening. Remember, you can catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of your podcatcher apps. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a good weekend. Have a good
1: night. Good night. Good evening.